live music here to start us off on another week of Austin Hellenic Radio. My name is Michael, and I'm glad you could join us this evening for this very special broadcast, because for the first time, we have a live band here in the studio performing for us tonight. The band is named The Suyotes, and they performed the first song for us. So uh, without any further ado, let's go around and talk to the band members that are here with us today. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Uh, my name is Nick, and it's uh, been a pleasure to learn about Greek music and Greek culture. I didn't know really anything about it until I got involved in this project. It's great. Uh, I'm Elias. I play uh, Buzuki and Sang. My name's Ian, and I play Zuras. I also back Elias up with vocals. Uh, my name is Robert, and I play guitar, and uh, I love it. My name is Corinne, and I play the viola. Tell us a bit about the band and uh, how long you guys have been together and how you came together in the first place. Uh, well, we've been playing not very long about, and this formation, especially with Robert and with Ian on the Zudas and like doing more stuff melodically, is like very recent. Um, I actually started trying to put this project together last, like the beginning of, of this year, so like right after New Year's. Uh, so my father, I went back to Ohio where I'm from, and my father uh, gave me this buzuki. And I came back and was trying to find people who wanted to play at a bentica, um, and it was an uphill battle, <laughs> like finding people who weren't flakes or whatever. So we kind of went through a whole bunch of different lineup changes. And then Nick was a friend of mine from, we used to play in his band um, that does like cumbia, um, ska, reggae, uh, called Where's the Culture. So we started playing, and then luckily we met Ian and Corinne, who also play in Vanamazi that does a lot of Southern Balkan music, and it kind of snowballed and you know, has become what it is now. Wonderful. So you guys really haven't been around too long. Uh, you're a new band. You sounded great so far in the first song. Tell us a bit about the first song that you played. Oh, it's uh, Marcos Vamarakati's song about smoking hash and getting hassled by the cops. <laughs> <laughs> very, uh, very appropriate song uh, for, <laughs> for the times we're living in nowadays. Yeah. Okay. So we'll come back uh, and talk to you guys some more, but let's get back to some more music. Okay. All right.
Tengo crímenes, me están
I see that we've been attracting an audience um, looking outside the studio window, and uh, a couple of our friends of Austin Hellenic Radio are uh, in the studio right now. Lissa's uh, waving to me through the window. So, great songs, great songs so far. Tell us the last two songs that you played. We did Mavra Matia, Mavra Frida, which is actually all three of these songs are from Marcos Mavragadis. But um, yeah, uh, that one was just kind of a, about a beautiful girl, and then. Destovradi is also about smoking hash and getting hassled by the cops. <laughs> <laughs> so, more very timely songs. You know, th- th- let's talk a little bit about uh, Rebetica music. For the uninitiated, what is Rebetica music? Tell us a little bit about its history and its uh, significance yeah. in the Greek culture. Well, I mean, I guess in its most kind of broad and simple form, it's just essentially the, the main kind of outsider Greek music. Because it's, you know, traceable back to... Smyrna, or, you know, but its primary development was between Piraeus and Thessaloniki and Athens. I mean, it's, it's a very hard thing, and even a lot of it in New York, it's a very hard thing to pinpoint. So it's just, I don't know, it, you can only really speak in generalities, but uh, just kind of an underworld, subcultural, you know, countercultural music, I suppose, <laughs> without getting into specifics. And certainly an urban subculture, because yeah, you mentioned like, uh, Athens, Thessaloniki, Piraeus. Yeah. Uh, these were urban areas. Piraeus is uh, the largest port in Greece. Uh, Thessaloniki is another very large port. It's the second largest city in Greece. And uh, you also mentioned New York as well. There were actually a lot of uh, Greek rembetes in New York mm. who had come here from Greece or from Asia Minor in some cases. And a lot of that music actually was performed for the first time, not Greece, but yeah. uh, in New York, yeah. uh, across the Atlantic. Yeah, it's a really interesting aspect of it. So, Rambetica music is a bit of an unusual choice for uh, a band in America, even for one that plays Greek music. Typically, mm-hmm. you know, you we might be used to hearing uh, more traditional Laika, yeah. or uh, maybe something like Nisiotica, but uh, not uh, Rambetica so much. So, how did you all get into the music? Well, I, you know, I'm Greek-American, and my grandfather is from, or was from Piraeus, from Caminha, and my grandmother from Smyrna, so I was kind of always exposed to the music and it being this very important central part of, you know, not just Greek cultural identity, but specifically my grandfather's kind of leftist, Piraeus Greek cultural identity. Um, And then went and lived in Thessaloniki for some time. And it was funny because it was like hanging out with the kids who are like into like subculture and like, you know, left politics and like the anarchist movement and the squatters aren't really into Greek music as much except for Rembetica. You know, they all listen to, like, Motorhead and, like, you know, anarcho-punk bands from the UK. But then they all know Rembetica, too. You know what I mean? So it has this kind of long-lasting, pervasive, like, nature to it. But that was how I was exposed to it. I don't know. Yeah, I had a friend, I think back in 2005, who is a great guitar player. He'd done some traveling in Turkey and, and Greece and all the way to India, and he happened to be exposed to some of this music, and he contacted me specifically thinking that it would be musically curious to me just because of my interest in odd time signatures and in more f- foreign or, or eastern-sounding melodies and being you know, not so exposed to that kind of music. And actually, Marcos von Bacardi was the first character of that, of that generation that, that I discovered, and then I immediately found Rita Badzi and Rosa Eskenazi and fell in love with Marika Papagika and all these amazing characters from that time and I've, I've been passionate about that music since then but just dreamed of playing it you know and we're just now really 
doing it, and it's still so fresh for us. So. I like it a lot. To me, it seems like the blues of Greek music coming from the inner cities and from the poor classes and the oppressed classes. And, and I like that aspect a lot, even though I don't understand the, the words to the songs. You know, I, I, it's been explained to me what, what it's about. It's like these are things that like really touch on you know, the common people and, mm. and our concerns and what happens, you know, in, in our lives. Well, let's uh, get back, play another set of songs, and uh, we'll be back to talk a little more.
Add to mustard. Excuse me.
Great job. Great job, guys. Uh, what are the, the songs that we just heard? Okay. Uh, the first was another Mamakati song, but I'd be next to Mikani, um, which is a song about trying to play comedy with young girls. And then Manamu Kepanaya is uh, Theodoraki's composition, the poem for which was written by Tasos Levendidis, I think. I'm not sure. I might be getting his name wrong. But it was, um, or at least the way it was described to me, we thought it would be an appropriate song for November 17th. Because it was, I think it was written about the strike in Thessaloniki during the Metaxas dictatorship when the kid was shot and killed. So, and the lyrics are very much, you know, about loss of innocence and, you know, kind of descending into darkness, which, you know, we thought would be fitting for what happened on today's date in 1973 in Athens. And of course, uh, Theodorakis is uh, Mikis. Uh, yeah, Theodorakis, the uh, famous Greek composer who really made a name for himself during this time that you're talking about, during the years of the Greek military government in Greece from 1967 until 1974. And you mentioned, of course, that today is a milestone day as well. It's November 17th in Greece. November 17th is the commemoration of the day that the student uprising took place in Greece against the military government that ruled Greece at the time. The Greek students barricaded themselves in the universities, and uh, the response was heavy-handed on the part of the police and the military. Uh, they stormed the University of Athens with tanks. Uh, they broke down the gates, turned very bloody and very violent and very deadly. But uh, it also marked the end, in many ways, the end of this uh, military government, which within a few months dissolved and Greece returned to democracy, democracy that is uh, being threatened uh, at the moment, unfortunately, uh, which gives this state and also this music probably more significance than ever before, I would say. Yeah, definitely. Uh, tell us a little bit about the characteristics, the musical characteristics of Rebetica. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, it's interesting. We saw some documentary about the life of Marcos Famacaris, and he was he was talking in a little bit embittered towards his old age at how modernly the the young kids who were into playing the bazooki even. This was probably in the 80s or even the 70s. Yeah, so, I guess 70s. 60s probably. Yeah, and yeah. he he was mad because a lot of them were, were forgetting all the dromi, and he was really well versed in a lot of these different dromi modes of music that existed not even at that time contemporarily in Greece, but had, from what I gather, had been also somehow brought back into Greece through the. Greeks at the time who were living in Asia Minor, especially in, in Turkey at the time, and there are scales that exist in this music, countless scales, that really don't exist anywhere else in Western Europe. They may be shared in some places in the Balkan region and shared between um, some uh, Gypsy and, and Jewish traditions, but for the most part, minus one odd note that you would find in, in Naples, probably due to Arabic influence because they were such a port city at the time, especially the west of Europe, we have these pure scales and they are common to the music that we're familiar with here in the United States. Pure minor, pure major scales, maybe a, a dominant seventh or a flatted fourth and a bluesy Miles Davis trumpet line or something, but otherwise this music is very exotic to the ears for us. And even today, like some of these dromi that we're trying to learn 
aren't really even played today in, in contemporary like Scaladico stuff that's played in modern day Greece. Um, they've kind of been lost and forgotten, and that's really always been a very fascinating element of Zorobetica music for me. And you've mentioned uh, a few names so far, uh, Mikis Haldoregis, Marcos Valmakaris. Mm. Who and what are some of the other influences in your music? I would say I'm a really big fan, personally, of Adonis Dalgas, who was an absolutely phenomenal singer, really, really well-known, really well famous for his voice at the time. This is in the, um, I guess, in the earlier time, more close in the 20s range. Yeah, Morika Papagika, I don't know how many recordings were made of her. I think they were mostly done in New York, but some of the most haunting, beautiful tracks that have ever been captured and recorded, um, especially the ones that were done in, in 1928 in New York with, with the band she was playing with. And, you know, I can't find anything that even touches that place that it touches me in that way. It's just such a fascinating um, arrangement. I guess it, it would be like Santuri or or Symbolum and um, yeah, violin and voice and I think there's some cello on some of the songs but they're stripped down. I mean there's no bazooki, there's no guitar, there's not even any of those instruments. So a lot of the Asia Minor stuff but even a lot of the Nisiotica stuff I think is absolutely wonderful and, and, and fascinating. It's a lot more joyous and and happy and um, dancey has a different energy about it. But yeah, I, I could name, you know, I like Costas Carvelis a lot. He's a fascinating player. And lately I've been getting a lot more into Yorgos Katsaros, who is probably one of my absolute favorites right now. Just love his warm, low voice that he has and the way that he plays guitar. It was rare the, in that time period that guitar players were, were the dominant character in, in the melodic making of those songs it was usually a bazooki player or a violinist or something of that sort kanun maybe but not guitars i like him a lot but. it should be outlined over here that a lot of this music is quite old as well i mean you're making references yeah. to asia minor to the 1920s this music goes way back in many cases so that is another very significant thing that should be noted about the music as well and mentioning all of these influences as well you know i, I have to ask is it easy for you to find a lot of these uh, recordings? From my understanding, some of them are pretty rare. It's getting easier. Yeah, there's more and more of it. Even just learning to play Buzuki, there's like a million videos on YouTube of just dudes playing Marcos Famarcati's songs. Like, it's with the internet now, the subculture is kind of becoming a little bit more cohesive. But yeah, with it's definitely hard to find records and CDs of a lot of things. But I think the kind of music community has taken it upon itself to make a lot of stuff available. You know, there's a lot of torrents, et cetera, things like that. And I think that time period in general across the world, to be honest, I listen to a lot of ethnic folk music. And from the 20s or the 40s across the globe, you have just phenomenal music that, I mean, I don't listen to a lot of contemporary music these days because I'm just oversaturated with, you know, great stuff from South America and from all over Europe and from Central Asia that was recorded at the time and, and from the United States. It's, you know, and that that was kind of a really golden age, I think, for humanity musically. That's my, my feeling and my impression. And having mentioned these other types of global music as well, if you know, plug for KVRX. We play a lot of global music on a lot of our shows and uh, have a pretty good library in the back as well. And uh, I was surprised, actually, last year when it was still new at the station, I found a Rembetica CD in the oh, back, okay. and I wasn't expecting to find it. <laughs> uh, it was a pleasant surprise. Cool. So uh, we'll, we'll go back. We'll play some more songs. How many songs uh, would you like to uh, perform before we, we uh, close out? Yeah, do we have time for two? Or? Uh, sure, we can do a couple more, uh, okay. and then uh, we'll come back and... We'll talk about uh, your performance here in Austin tomorrow night as well. Okay. 
been nothing short of fantastic so far you it's been great you know i'll admit that before you guys came on the air i hadn't really uh, heard your music very much so uh it's it's been great i've been enjoying it here so far yeah, and uh, thank you so much for having us man thank you yeah, oh really you're welcome and if our listeners have been enjoying the music as much as i have they might be interested in uh finding out about your live performance tomorrow night here in austin tomorrow night we're playing at the legendary white swan which is a really cool little bar on 12th street right east of the chicone intersection with our friends gente boa who are awesome who do brazilian foro and are just incredible mix brothers brother plays with them now so it'll little community happening. Uh, so yeah, everybody should come out. <laughs> we'll actually be doing a, a ticket giveaway as well uh, in a little bit later, before the end of the show tonight at 8 o'clock. So uh, we'll have a pair of passes for a couple of lucky listeners that want to come by tomorrow and uh, check you guys out live. Awesome. Yeah, well, yeah, great. Sounds great. I'd like to also plug another show we have a week from tomorrow, 25th, at the 29th Street Ballroom, uh, right next door to the Spider House. It's a benefit for the Rhizome Collective. They do a lot of community outreach and education. And like 12 different bands are going to play. There's an outdoor stage and an indoor stage. It's all world music, very eclectic, all kinds of stuff. I think uh, the Greek band is going to play at 7.30 at the outdoor stage on the 25th. 
And KVRX listeners are uh, very familiar with this space because many of our KVRX concert series performance take place uh, over there as well. So a uh, familiar venue for KVRX and for our listeners. When did you say the show was again? Friday the 25th. I think it starts at 7 or 7.30. We play at 7.30. Cool. And uh, we'll be uh, plugging that show for you again when we're on the air next week as well. So uh, it's great to hear that you guys are active here in Austin and playing, and uh, hopefully some of our listeners can come out and check you guys out live. Let me just ask, in the live shows that you've done so far here in Austin, what has the response to your music been like? Oh, it's pretty positive. I mean, it's cool because there's that, I mean, obviously there's not a big niche for Greek bands in Austin, or but we played, uh, wherever we play, there seems to be like, um, you know, if there's just kind of a similar aesthetic approach to music, you know what I mean, or even just good times, like, it's, yeah, it goes pretty well. We played with Wino Vino, who are really good, who do, like, a lot of Eastern European kind of stuff. They're more of a almost big band, uh, but that was great. We played at Hovita's with Nick's band, Where's the Culture, and that was really great. And then one of our, I think, first shows was at the Eastside Showroom. Yeah, our first two shows were at the Eastside Showroom, which was, <laughs> which was great. It was cool, but it's a very, I mean, it's a bit of a, you know, starch collar kind of joint. But yeah, that was good too. Because <laughs> will certainly take the starch out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's an awesome space for, as a as a restaurant. I mean, it's it's, but yeah, it's not a necessary concert space. Yeah. So where are we at on time, actually? Do we have time for one more? Uh yeah, we can close out with one more song. Uh, let me just ask you guys: Where can our listeners find out more about the band? Do you guys have like a Facebook or a MySpace? We, yeah. You have my phone number. <laughs> <laughs> if they if they have our name, there will there will be some stuff very soon um, up on Facebook. There will be a, a Reverb Nation page and a few other things on the web under the Suliotes. Yeah, the Suliotes. So if you can just look for the Suliotes. Yeah, if you search the Suliotes Austin, hopefully something will come up. So it's S-O-U-L-I-O-T-E-S. And of course, if uh, anyone checks out the Austin Hellenic Radio page on Facebook as well, they've posted a link to the event page for your show tomorrow night as well, so yeah. uh, listeners can check it out that way as well. Excellent. So let's wrap up. One more song. All right. cool. Do you want to do Bagua Mata's last? Uh, yeah, sure. sure. Okay. That sounds good.
So a not-so-big round of applause since it's just me <laughs> clapping in here. Uh, you guys were great. You know, this was a great performance. I'm glad that you guys were able to make it in, and hopefully our listeners will be able to make it out tomorrow at the legendary White Swan to hear you guys live, and uh, also next week as well at the Spider House. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. And, um, thank you. And, um, we're glad that uh, you were able to make it in. We'll be posting the set list, by the way, online a okay. little bit later. And uh, we'll be making this available as a podcast as well. So uh, any listeners that may maybe missed a part of this uh, can go back and check it out again uh, very shortly. Okay, well, thank you. This was the uh, Suyotis, local Greek band here in Austin, Texas, uh, with a live in-studio performance of uh, Rembetica music. And uh, we'll be back here on Austin Hellenic Radio to wrap up after a few messages.